Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Hey guys, thank you for joining me today as we are talking about the greater works of the Holy Spirit. Um, But I do want to let you know that there have been three episodes before this one, and I'm going to review them briefly with you. Um, But in general, we are talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the importance of the outpouring of the Spirit, the difference between the infilling and the uponing of the Spirit. In episode one, I talked about really what drew me down this path and what allured me into the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, really just struggling with my own clinical depression, panic anxiety attacks, feeling the drawing to really press into the passage that talks about the difference between wise and persuasive teaching and a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And so allowing myself to be curious, the Holy Spirit allured me into just the revelation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In episode two, we talked about Jesus and how he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how he came here and he carried the person and the identity of God, but he left his position and his power behind until he was 30. He received that water baptism. The Holy Spirit came upon him and remained on him in order to activate and empower him to do ministry and to have those manifestational gifts of signs, miracles, and wonders um, pouring out of him. Then we talked about the disciples and how they received not just the infilling of the Spirit, we talked about the breathing in of the Spirit, but yet Jesus then said, but you still need to tarry, you need to remain here so that you will receive the uponing of the Spirit, again, that baptism of the Spirit. So I want to pick up from there and really talk about what happened then. Like, why did the disciples receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then what did they do with it? Now, as we go through these episodes, we're going to be talking about the manifestations of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the operations of the Spirit, always going back to really, if you remember that original alluring that brought me into this place, and that is that the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of talk, but it is a matter of power. That it is for this purpose that the Son of Man was uh, manifested so that he would destroy the works of the devil. Really going back and asking ourselves, are we living lives life disempowered and could there be is there more empowerment for you and I to be walking in and is there more empowerment for us to be demonstrating in the way that we live our lives and the way that we're ministering to people around us so I want us to really just be anchored to why is this topic important how is it relevant to you in the business place how is it relevant to you in your marriage how is it relevant to you in your anger challenges depression challenges anxiety challenges Maybe you struggle with addiction or temptation and you, you're, you're exhausted and you're tired and you feel discouraged. You feel faint hearted because you've been wrestling with those, those things half of your life or maybe all of your life. And I want you to recognize that that is not God's desire for you. He did not die on a cross. He did not send his son to die on a cross so that you could manage all of the things, all of the things. Uh, He he died on a cross so that we would be totally set free to destroy the works of the devil in your life and in my life. Okay, so let's review here for a moment. Um, I want to, I really want to kind of press in and, and, and I want to address the elephant of the phrase, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, because in the world that I came from, that felt a little offensive. I, it was like, oh, it's those people over there that believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
And I assumed it because I was taught, because remember we've talked a lot about how we uh, just receive what we're taught instead of going back to the word and letting the Holy Spirit teach us through the word. I was always taught that those people who believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit were saying that if I didn't believe in that, that I didn't have the Spirit. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there is a difference where we've been looking at scriptures and talking about the infilling of the Spirit for me and then the uponing of the Spirit for others. Okay, so in John, uh, in John chapter 4, when Jesus comes and he talks to the woman at the well, he talks about the, the wellspring of life that is springing up within you. But then in John chapter 7, he talks about how when he goes away, that there is a helper that is coming, the Spirit will come, and he will be like streams of living water coming out of you. So he gives this pre-curtain, this, uh, just this, uh, he, he, he talks about how there's going to be another one coming who will cause the Holy Spirit to come up out of you and will be the overflow of the kingdom onto those around you. And this is so important because when I came into this, it was when I was starting ministry and God knew what I didn't know. And that was, you can't do ministry disempowered. You can't do ministry out of the flesh. That's what he's talking about in John 21. Uh, when he's saying to Peter, like, look, you're hurting yourself up uh, with your own strength, out of your own flesh, and it's and it's going to take you where you want to go. But the Spirit will come upon you. There's one who will come upon you who will gird you up and will take you to places that otherwise you would not go, places where you wouldn't go, places where your flesh would run from. We talked a lot about that in the last episode. And so I want you to know that that phrase, baptism of the Holy Spirit, is all throughout the scriptures. In Mark chapter 8, y'all get that piece of paper, get that pencil. Remember, I keep telling you guys to write this stuff down. Mark chapter 1, verse 8, I indeed baptize you with water. This is John the Baptist saying this, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And speaking of Jesus. Uh, in Matthew 3, 11, again, the John, John the Baptist talks about how there is one who is coming who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Um, in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, Jesus reiterates what John has said and said, You heard from me, for John baptized you with water, but before many days you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus himself is reiterating here the need for something more. Even though he had breathed the Holy Ghost into the disciples, he was saying there is something more for you, and he was calling it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So again, I'm just telling you that this phrase does come from the Bible, because I know once upon a time, I did not realize that that phrase was actually in the Bible. It is in the Bible. So look those passages up and read them. So we learned in episode three about the what we call the Pentecost in Acts chapter one and two, where the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples. They began to speak in tongues. We talked about uh, the evidence of the speaking of tongues, how it, how the Spirit Himself uh, spoke of the wonders of God, and how there was a supernatural display there, and how our works, our talking, our debates, our knowledge is not what convinces people of the Spirit or of salvation or of God and His love. The Bible says it's only by the Spirit that a man is allured to the Father's love. And so we see this in Acts. Once the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they begin to speak in a language. Everybody in their own language begins to hear them speaking of the wonders of God. And it is the supernatural display of the move of the Holy Spirit 
that allures people to come into, yes, I believe in this God that you speak of. So what happens next? Let's, let's flash forward to Acts chapter 8. So now we talk about, we're talking about now the disciples. So we're talking about, we talked about my experience. We talked about Jesus' experience. And we talked about the disciples receiving. So let's flash forward to what they do um, in chapter 8. Again, Acts chapter 8, verse 4. So write that down. I want you to look this up. It says, therefore, those who were scattered... Uh, went everywhere preaching the word. So he's talking about this is what happened uh, with the disciples. They were scattered, but they went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. So here we have the ministry of the word, where they're actually talking about who Christ was. Um, but it goes on and it says, And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Well, what we learn from this is that there wasn't just a preaching of the word. There was a demonstration of the power. So I have talked several times about Mark chapter 16. At the very end, verse 19, it talks about uh, how there was those who believed uh, began to preach the word and the word was confirmed through accompanying signs. These are the things that we need to recognize and at some point we need to be courageous enough to say, where are these signs? Like I am involved in the kingdom, I'm involved in church and I'm not talking, when I say church y'all, I'm not talking about the building, I'm talking about us as the people of God. We, the church, do a lot of talking about who God is, but we're not demonstrating um, when we should be. We're not confirming the word with the demonstration and the power of God. I'm telling you, this is so passionate for me um, because, because the word says that and because people uh, are being persuaded by the persuasive teaching of all kinds of stuff in the world, we are missing out on the supernatural displays of the world. I get the opportunity to work with youth on a regular basis, and y'all, they are hungry for the high of the Holy Spirit. They are hungry for the supernatural, and if we don't start ministering the supernatural, if we don't start giving them the opportunity to experience the move of the anointing of God, they're going to go find it in witchcraft, in movies, in drugs, in all of the other things, because we are designed as a people of God to crave the supernatural works of the Spirit. We are designed as a people of God to crave that high, that, uh, that euphoria that we experience when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and everything just begins to feel okay. Nothing hurts in the Spirit. For those of you who have experienced this, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who have not experienced it, you probably either think I'm crazy or you're just locked on right now wanting to hear more. Either way, go back to the word. Don't believe what I'm saying because I'm saying it. Go back to the word and let the word speak to you. So the point here is, is he, Philip goes and he ministers salvation through the word of God, not just through his speech, but also through, also through demonstration. But watch what happens in verse 14. It says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed that they might receive the Holy Spirit. 
So we see the second encounter that the, the town of Samaria receives. First, they receive the word. They receive the word of God. They see evidence flowing through Philip. But then Peter and John are like, look, we, there is a greater empowerment that we have yet to minister to them. We've got to lay hands on them and we've got to minister the Holy Ghost to them. And so it says, for as of yet, they had fallen, they had, he, meaning the Holy Spirit, had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh, I don't know about you guys, but when I first started reading this, I was like, what is happening in this passage? Again, I had to be courageous to ask myself, you know what, maybe, maybe, just maybe, everything I've been taught is not wrong, but incomplete, and there is indeed such a thing as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What is happening here? So we learn here that there was a greater power. The disciples, the disciples wanted all of Samaria, not just to be baptized into, not just to be baptized into the name of Jesus, but they wanted them to be baptized into the Holy Spirit as well. So what we learn here also is that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just for the disciples. It was for the town of Samaria. It was for me. It was for you. It is for everyone. If we flash forward to Acts chapter 10, Peter goes on and he ministers the salvation and the Holy Spirit, not just to Samaria, not just to the Jews, but also to the house of Cornelius. And it was a little bit controversial at the time. They were like, what? This, this baptism, this salvation isn't just for the Jews. It's for everyone. And so we learn in this that there is a greater empowerment that God has and wants for you and I. We learn also from this that the Holy Spirit is necessary. He is the completion of our salvation. And again, hear me, don't hear what I'm not saying. When we receive salvation, if you guys have watched all these episodes, you have, you've brought, you, I've walked you through this. I've walked you through the scriptures. When we receive salvation, the Holy Spirit comes rushing into us. And from the top of our heads to the tips of our toes, we become filled and sealed with the Holy Ghost. That is not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is that second encounter with the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit coming upon you so that you become empowered to walk in the fullness of your mission and your ministry. So we're going to be going on and talking about what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, how do, how do we operate in the manifestational gifts of the Holy Spirit. But for today, I want you to know that we see the disciples not just receive, but we see the disciples then go and minister, not just salvation, but they're intentional to say, listen, we're not going to just minister and baptize people into the name of Jesus. We're also going to make sure that they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, you guys, we are building all the way up to really start talking about the things that otherwise, uh, that people sometimes say are weird and sometimes say are uh, just, well, because they are weird. They're supernatural. It does, I don't understand. Like people say, uh, they say they don't believe in the, in the supernatural gifts um, of the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, the, the very linchpin of the gospel uh, is, is the resurrection of a dead person. So I believe that God still works in a supernatural way. And we're going to see evidence of not only does he work that way, but he works that way through 
you and I, because of the unction of the Holy Spirit. Just the same way that signs, miracles, and wonders flowed out of the body of Christ through the unction of the Holy Spirit is the same way that signs, miracles, and wonders should be flowing out of our bodies through the unction of the Holy Spirit. So first we want to receive the Holy Spirit within us so that we can be so we can be sealed until the day of salvation until the day of salvation until uh, Jesus comes back and, and, and then we want to receive the Holy Spirit coming upon us so that we can be totally free, delivered from every demon, delivered from every stronghold, but more importantly, so that we can minister to that to other people as well. So there is so much here. I know you guys, I've been repeating myself a lot, but I'm doing that because I heard this so many times and I'm gonna tell you what my mistake was. My mistake was I went on what I was being told and never took time to be curious and trust the Holy Spirit to reveal to me through the scriptures, which is why I keep stressing to you the importance of going back to the scriptures, allow the Holy Ghost to reveal the truth to you through the word of God. Do not let me feed you truth. Do not let me be your authority. The Holy Spirit and the word of God are your authority. Trust him, be curious, be courageous, Ask God, is there something more for me? Now, maybe you're watching this and you're like, I've been in, I've, I've understood the baptism of the Holy Spirit since the day I was, since the time I was itty bitty. That is great. I love that. But I also know that God is an ever increasing God and that he wants to do even more in your life. That he wants to pour out even more. He wants to pour out upon you. He wants to pour out in you. He wants more to come out of you because he's constantly increasing us to flow in the greater portions of the kingdom. Again, I am so excited about this. Uh, I, I know, I know you guys, I know I'm like kind of rambling and, and all of this, but I really want you to understand the importance of flowing in the power gifts of the Holy Spirit because it is time for the people of God to wake up. I had the opportunity to minister to a group of youth um, a couple of weeks ago and I ministered, I taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then I was like, okay, it's time for a demonstration. And I'm gonna actually be posting that message and I'm gonna be posting the altar call and how those students respond and how almost every single one of them just started speaking in tongues, fell out in the spirit and how that single experience those kids are still talking about. Listen, 10 years from now, Students, you, me, we're not going to be talking about the really good teachings that we've learned. What we will be talking about, impressionable, supernatural, unexplainable experiences, encounters that we have on a personal level. I'm reminded of the blind man in John chapter 9 when he encounters Jesus and Jesus spits and puts mud on his eyes and, and says, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And everywhere he goes... After that, they were like, who was the man? Who was it? What was his name? What did he say? What did he ask his parents? Who was the man? What did he say? And all the blind man kept saying is, I don't know. All I know is I once was blind and now I, I see. He had a supernatural encounter and that supernatural encounter changed his life. In uh, the book of Acts, it talks about the outpouring 
um, that he, uh, it talks about, Peter explains that what, what happens in Acts chapter 2, and he says, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and in the last days it shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And it talks about the evidence and the supernatural works that the spirit is going to be poured out upon us. And this is what we're talking about. The pouring out of the spirit coming upon us. I want you guys to hunger for more. I want you to be curious. I want you to be courageous. I want you to be um, courageous enough to really sit in the presence of the Lord and ask him, God, is there something more for me? The Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I'm just going to encourage you even right now, if you're sitting here, uh, to just kind of, uh, once we get done, to just kind of open up your hands, um, just sit, open up your heart, open up your mind, trust God. Um, and just say, God, I, I know that you're real. I, I believe in the works of the Holy Spirit. Um, God, if there is a greater portion for me to receive, I want to receive that right now in the name of Jesus. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to be baptized by the fire. The refining fire is what, what reveals to us the things that we need to repent of in order to continuously receive. Um, and, and may the spirit of the living God remain upon you. Just like we talked about when John said the spirit has come upon him and is remaining upon him, talking about Jesus. So lots for us to discuss. So many things I want you to get because what I am seeing right now is a wave of hunger for the greater works of the Holy Spirit, the manifestational gifts of the Holy Spirit. We do house meetings all the time. I get a chance to travel to Cincinnati, I did a house meeting just two nights ago. And I don't do this huge teaching. All I do is um, with the people in the room, we cultivate the presence of the Lord and I let the spirit begin to move however he wants. And we see people getting healed and we see people getting a prayer language and we see people falling out slain. And y'all, it's supernatural. And why aren't we seeing more of that? We're making the kingdom of God all about a debate and not a demonstration. So again, I know I have rambled on and on. Probably every YouTube expert would be like, oh my gosh, this content, it needs to be organized. It needs to be whatever. I don't really care. I just want you to recognize that God has something more for you so that you can stop struggling with all of the things in your life and really come into the empowerment. Stop struggling with the girding up through your own flesh and receive the greater one that will gird you up and will cause you to walk in places that your flesh would typically run. We want to unleash the greater works of the Holy Spirit. And finally, remember this, enforcing purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.